Welcome to Mosaic Church, and thank you for joining us here online. To prepare for today's message, we encourage you to utilize the Mosaic Cincinnati app. There, you can view the message notes, put in prayer requests, and so much more. Enjoy the message. But hey, we're going to be starting a new series this week um, over the next month called Marks of a Believer. And I'm really excited about this. Hopefully, you guys will be too, because this is going to be super foundational to really start our year strong. How do we build our faith to look like Jesus? And so today we're gonna to be focusing on prayer. Now, I kinda of wanna start by talking about what prayer is because I think for a lot of people, prayer may be you know, pretty self-explanatory, and that's awesome if it is, but oftentimes, even for myself, I think it's often complex. But it's something that everyone does. You know, I found this quote this week by Rabbi Abraham Heschel, and he said, prayer is a humble answer to the inconceivable surprise of living. And, you know, I was reading kind of what he meant by that, and I think what he means is that most people's reaction when they struggle to understand what they're experiencing in life is to pray, right? I mean, think about it. When we go through hardship or adversity, we oftentimes resort to prayer. You know, I can think of, Times where I've heard of someone maybe about to lose someone that they love. Someone that they care for is on their deathbed. And man, the doctors don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. And their last resort is to pray. Or maybe someone that's losing their job and they have rent coming in and they don't know where to go. They go to prayer. Anxiety, depression, you know, there's so many different things in our life where when we're at our wits end, the thing we resort to is prayer. And I love this quote by Tyler Statton. He says, prayer seems to be instinctive, a part of human nature. And man, you can ask anyone, a believer, an agnostic, an atheist, skeptic, man, woman, child, whoever, most people pray. And yet, most people struggle to know how to pray or understand the effect of their prayers or even who they may be praying to, right? We know to pray. It's instinctive, but man, it's complex. Sometimes we find prayer to be tedious or boring or sometimes we feel like it doesn't work the way that we thought it would or we feel indifferent about it. Maybe we don't think it's that big of a priority in our life and we just, it doesn't sound right when we pray, right? Have, how many of you have ever been there where you're praying and you're like, man, this just doesn't sound good. But prayer today, church, doesn't have to be complex. Actually, it can be very life-changing. It can change the course of your life. And so we're gonna start with this question, what is prayer? And even though prayer may seem complex, the reality is, is that prayer is very simple. It's a simple thing that we sometimes overcomplicate in our lives. And I think the reason we do that is because there's a lot of misconceptions of what prayer should be. You know, I think people often believe that prayer should be this eloquent, polished, precise. It should sound like a Shakespeare poem, right? Or sometimes we think that prayer is just a ritual. It's something that we practice and we do time and time again without thinking. Maybe a lot of us feel like prayer is attached to guilt. It's attached to, man, the reality that I am just a sinner and I just need to pray to get my sins taken away. We overcomplicate prayers 
through our misconceptions of what prayer actually is. And, and the reality is, is that prayer is actually very simple. And our understanding of that simplicity is what ex- helps us experience prayer better. And here's the basic truth I have for today, for you and for me. Prayer is an ongoing conversation. That's it. It's an ongoing conversation. And the reason why I love this definition is because hopefully it gives us peace today about prayer. That prayer doesn't have to be an agenda. We don't have to come with with this list of things that we want to talk about. We don't have to prepare for it. It doesn't have to even stop and start. Prayer is an ongoing conversation that we have with our creator who loves us, who formed us, and desires relationship with us. And I think that's why Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. You know, usually when I hear this verse, I, I, I feel like a lot of people use it to encourage us not to be anxious or to worry, which that's exactly what it's saying here. But I think we often miss that. The most important piece about that verse is that we should pray about everything. It shouldn't be when we just hit a wall that we pray. It shouldn't be when life just gets tough that we call on God. No, prayer is an ongoing conversation with a person who loves us and desires us. Tyra Statton, he wrote this book called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. And if you haven't read that book, I'd encourage you to read it. It'll change the way you pray. But he says this, he says, prayer invites you to learn to listen to God before speaking, to ask like a child in your old age, to scream your questions in an angry tirade, to undress yourself in vulnerable confession, and to be loved completely and totally loved in spite of everything. And I think that that's one of the best definitions of prayer that I've heard. We just come to God and have conversation with him, a loving father who desires relationship with us. And so church, today prayer is simple. If that's all you take away from today, we've won. Prayer is a simple thing. It's not complicated and it's not meant to be. God knows us and desires to be known by us. And all that happens through prayer. But the reality is is that prayer does feel complicated, right? It feels hard to do. And there's these questions of, man, if prayer is so simple, then why do I struggle to have conversation with God? Why is it so easy to neglect? Why is prayer such a hard thing to implement day to day? I think the complication often sometimes comes from our attitude of prayer. You know, I remember praying for this lady once about a situation she was going through. And after I got done praying, she looked at me and she was like, man, Sobe, I just wish I could pray like you. You have such a gift of prayer. And I remember (laughs) kind of looking at her blank faced, and I didn't know whether to be flattered or to be heartbroken, quite honestly. Because this lady completely missed the beauty of her prayer. The fact that she could approach God and that her words would hit his heart just as much as my own. 
Our attitude on prayer can change the way we approach prayer. Prayer is not for the select. It's not for the elect. It's not for the highly spiritual. It's not a spiritual gift for only the few. There's no certain or right way to do it. In fact, God invites all of us to approach him in prayer and to have this ongoing conversation with him. You can pray, and your prayers can be just as effective, if not more, than mine. And if we only understood that, if we only had that attitude in prayer, then man, when the scripture talks about if two or three are gathered in my name and they pray about anything, I'm there to meet it. Or when Mark 11, chapter, or Mark chapter 11, verse 24 says, you can pray and receive from God, like that would be true if we had that attitude in prayer, right? Jeremiah 29, 12 even says that when we pray, God listens. Like it specifically says he listens to us in prayer. Like if we had the attitude that, man, my prayers can be heard by God. There's no way to go about it. It doesn't have to be eloquent but he'll hear me, then, man, this stuff would come to pass. So the question becomes, what type of attitude should we have in prayer? In church, simply, I think we just need to pray like we mean it. That's something I've been telling myself all week. Is that I got to pray like I mean it. We need to pray like our prayers can actually change a situation. We need to pray like someone's actually listening and not, we're just not talking to a wall. We need to pray like people's lives depend on it and that our cry can meet a God who's willing to intervene. We need to pray like there's transformation waiting on the other end. We need to pray like there's power in our words. We need to pray like it can lead to breakthrough. Church, we just need to pray like we mean it. You know, one of my favorite stories in scripture about prayer this is the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah is this widow, or not a widow, she's married, but she's barren. She can't have kids. And her only desire in life, the one thing she asked the Lord, she's like, Lord, the only thing I want is to have a child. And so she decides to pray. And she prays with such, with such effort that man, she's in the temple praying and she's crying and the priest actually thinks she's drunk. She's praying that hard. But God hears her prayers and he answers. He answers her and gives her a son, Samuel. Who, If you read later on, Samuel becomes a big part of the biblical story. And the truth of the matter is the same is true for us today. Hannah prayed like she meant it. She prayed with fervor. She prayed with faith, knowing that God would hear her. And if we could do the same, God is willing and able and ready to give us what we need. In prayer, this design of having an ongoing conversation between us and God would lead to things that we need. And so how do we pray like we mean it? Church, I have three tips for you today on how you can pray like you mean it. We need to pray with consistency, 
We need to pray with authority and with humility. And today we're going to be reading from James chapter 5, starting in verse 13. James kind of outlines how prayer has power in verses 13 through 18. And I think for us today, we can see through these verses how if we pray with consistency, pray with authority, and pray with humility, that we can have this ongoing conversation with God that leads to things happening in our lives. And so starting in verse 13, it says this. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. I'm going to stop there because this verse is not something we should brush aside. You know, I love this verse, and I love that James starts by explaining to the church how they should pray with power by saying this verse here. Because he's saying whether you're in a hard season or an easy season, or a valley or a mountain, whether you're happy or sad or you're suffering or thriving, you should pray in all circumstances. And what he's trying to encourage is that prayer is consistent. There's no, there shouldn't be these dips, right, in prayer where we're praying more often than not. Our prayers should be consistent. Again, it should be an ongoing conversation. In church, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. There's times in my life where I've allowed prayer to have its highs and its lows. I pray when I really need God, but man, when life's going good, I kind of neglect prayer. And what James is encouraging, he's saying that, man, prayer should be consistent. A mark of a believer, praying like you mean it, is praying with consistency. I love this quote from Matthew Henry. He says, it's our privilege and honor that we may pray, but it's our duty that we ought to. We should. We should pray without ceasing, right? Like Paul encourages in Thessalonians. There should be consistency found in our prayer lives. And maybe today that's your next step in prayer. Maybe it's just forming a consistency in prayer. Maybe it's praying for 15 minutes each morning, every day this week. Just for one week, trying that out and saying, man, every day this week I'm going to dedicate 15 minutes to prayer. I'm just going to build that consistency in my life. Maybe you need more of a challenge and you're like, okay, hourly. I'm going to set a timer on my phone and it's going to go off every hour. And each time it goes off, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for my world. I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for my friends. I'm going to pray for needs in my life that I know of. Or maybe like Pastor Joe said, you jump on this 21-day guide of prayer with the church and you start to build a consistent prayer life. Maybe that's your next step today. And, And man, that's such a good step to start consistency, an ongoing conversation. That's what it means to pray like we mean it. But then we also have to pray with authority. So James continues in verse 14. He says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offer in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. 
You know, oftentimes, I think even myself, I forget that my prayers have power because my request is going to a wonder-working God, a God who's able to move in my situations in, in ways that I can't even do myself. And he's willing and able to do that. And so, church, we should pray with authority. We should pray like our prayers have power. And man, if you need examples in scripture of where God has proven his power when his people prayed, there's so many. I just told you about the story of Hannah. That's one. One of my, one of my favorite verses in scripture, sections of verses in scripture is at the end of Exodus 2. Israel is in captivity to Egypt and they're crying out for God. They're saying, God, we need to be delivered. We no longer want to live as slaves. And it says that the Lord heard their cries and his heart was so moved that he was willing to act. And in the next chapter, that's when Moses comes on the scene. And so, man, know that your prayers have power to move the heart of God. Man, when you come to him with whatever you have, with whatever you need, his heart, out of love for you and for me, is moved to act. Look at the story of Elijah or Jeremiah or even the early disciples as they waited in the upper room, pleading for the Holy Spirit. There's so many examples of God's power coming when his people pray. And so maybe that's your next step today. Maybe you just need to start praying bold prayers with godly intention and saying, God, I know that you can only provide in this thing. And so if it's your will, let it be done. Maybe it's just asking God for more faith to say, man, Lord, I need faith to believe that you can move, that your power is true. And I want to see that in my life. I think, too, when it comes to praying with authority, sometimes it's so encouraging to pray with others. We can be encouraged in community. That man, maybe where my faith is lacking, someone else's faith is strong to believe and intercede for me. And so in order to pray like we need it, we, like we mean it, we need to pray with authority. And finally, we need to pray with humility. So James continues in verse 16, and he says, confess your sins to one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Confess your sins. You know, that statement is such a humbling one, right? It's vulnerable. You have to be open. And almost in some ways, point out what's wrong with yourself, right? But James makes it clear that humility is an important aspect of prayer. If we can't be humble before the Lord, how can we give him the room to move into things that we need him to? We need to be open. We need to say, God, I need you in the midst of my situation. Maybe there is sin in our life that we need to humbly approach his throne and say, God, I need you to fix this. I need you to help me. If we really want to pray like we mean it, we got to do the hard work in prayer too. 
And it means being humble and vulnerable before God and even before others. Not just in sin, but in all things. And so we need to shed off this independent mentality that we oftentimes have and seek for help. And so today, maybe that's your next step. Maybe you, you're like me. Honestly, this is my next step where I need to be humble in prayer before the Lord. Asking God to examine my heart and saying, God, I need you to point out the things that are wrong in me and lead me towards righteousness. What looks like you. Maybe you need to keep accountability in prayer and have people in your life that you're accountable to, to pray for you and your needs. Maybe today, being vulnerable and humble in prayer is just not walking alone. Finding someone to pray alongside with you, to challenge you. So to pray like we mean it, also means to be humble in prayer. So church, today, as we close, a mark of a believer is prayer. Any believer that you'll read in scripture, a constant thing in their life was devotion, communication with God. The early Christians did it, and man, they saw crazy stuff happened when they approached God in prayer. And I'm really excited about this 21-day guide that we're about to go on as a church and pray for the things here happening here at Mosaic, but also things in your life that the Lord is willing and able to do. But let me encourage you today, prayer is not complicated. It doesn't have to be complex. It's simply an ongoing conversation with your creator who loves you, who desires to meet your needs according to his riches and glory. And man, if we pray with the correct attitude, if we pray like we mean it, if we pray with consistency and authority, and humility. God is ready to do something. Amen? And so let's leave here encouraged today to pray. Let's pray. Let's approach God day after day, moment by moment. And let's be a church that's marked by that. Go ahead, bow your heads, close your eyes where you're at. I'm going to pray over you. You know, the beauty of prayer is that there's a God willing to listen, truly. He knows your needs, but man, he wants to meet you right where you're at. And so today you may have come into this room, you may have come here today, not even knowing that there was a God who cared enough about you. And I just want to encourage you today that, man, having a relationship with God, starting this ongoing conversation with him is the best thing that can happen to you. So if that's you today, if you're here today and you're like, man, I really desire that. I want to know God. I want to know who he is. I want to know the plans and the purpose he has for my life. If that's you today, simply all I'm going to ask you to do is to raise your hand where you're at. And we're going to pray for you today. That God would fill your life with his love, his peace, and meet every need 
that you may have. So if that's you, go ahead and raise your hand where you're at. And we'll pray for you. Thank you. Hands all across this room. God, we thank you so much. Like Joe said earlier, you're not a distant God. You're not a God that's too far away. You're near to us. And God, you hear us when we call on you. And so God, I I thank you so much for these individuals who've raised their hand today and said, man, I desire to know God. I desire to have relationship with him. In Romans chapter 10, it says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that he died for our sin, he was raised to life, that we can have eternal life with him. So God, I pray for these individuals as they believe in their heart, that truth. God, I pray that you would fill them with your love. Comfort them with your spirit. God, I pray that they would start to walk in relationship with you today. God, we thank you so much as a church that you are near to us and that we can approach you in prayer. God, I pray that this week we would have this attitude that we should pray like we mean it, to pray with consistency and authority and humility, that we can come to you have an ongoing conversation, Lord God, that we don't have to start and stop. Lord God, that we can continue to be near you as you are near to us. God, I pray that as we pray this week, it would start to see breakthrough and change happening in our lives. God, we thank you so much that you hear us, that your ear is attentive to our cry, Amen. and that you love us. pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's message. We look forward to having you back next week.